0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back online. Our midweek meal. We'll trust God to speak to us and meet our needs. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him who is worthy in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Who did not spare and hold back His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Delivered for our offenses. raised again for our justification. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 He is Lord. He is Lord. Has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Alleluia, mandreste, de doce, brande, vele, alla masson vente, le borro, Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Repala la crasa, malbaracasta, beveni dobre se per de dien della si carante. Alleluia, resse, prosi, de gembre Diste. Worship you worship you worship you worship you, Grazamanta par Dalla, brasta palavia oh we worship you la Prasa, kala di kazuro koto kore demente you are worthy lambroso remende par kazara devendi thank you father thank you father thank you father as we approach your throne repisenteri bokosokoremendi Thank you Lord Jesus Rapa este priata la fambala de we receive your benefits right now Sapabala jabranka masantaya. santaya oh hallelujah franda billy tokoro siparana masande amase prakasto kusufuludure de siparakataya worship you worship you worship you worship you lord in the name of jesus nembrozuko rekale bosokorabala kasta Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the privilege of serving you in this day and hour. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 We worship you, head of the New Testament Church. We worship you, precious Lord Jesus. We worship you, our Father, para Parasanta. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us, for guiding us, for teaching us. Hallelujah. We trust you right now. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Well, glory to God, it's so good to be back online and um, available for whosoever will, praise God. Last week, uh, we had considered uh, some scriptures out of Exodus, the third chapter, and how Moses had uh, asked the Lord, who he should say sent him. Praise God. Verse 13 says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Praise God. And verse 14, God's response God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Very interesting how he has unveiled himself as I am. In Hebrews, in 13th chapter of Hebrews and verse 8, he says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever." you see other verses where he's the same. The one who is, was and is and is to come. How the hosts of heaven worshipped him. Hallelujah. And all of these realities that he lives in a realm where there is no clock that stops him. He is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, the almighty God himself. And whatever the need of the people He's the answer. He's the solution. He is. Hallelujah. Present tense. So that brings us to a point about making Him real to ourselves and to others today. That He is not just historical and not just something uh, off in the future somewhere. Although each of those aspects are important and He Himself has uh, been there. And will be there, but um, there should be some relevance to t- today and not just uh, some kind of religious idea uh, where God is always uh, some history, some legend and story. But we have uh, the unveiling of the great I Am. Hallelujah. So we strive to bring that to pass in our lives, that He becomes real to us today. And according to that, we will also unveil him to others. He is more real to us than our own breath. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So from that uh, thought, let's also consider that the future and the hope of the church, the soon coming of the Lord, is also vital and very powerful. And that is our hope, our expectation. And uh, we need to be sure of that. And the more sure you are of that, the more your life is actually changed. 1 John 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. And he continues in verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Does not yet appear what we shall be, but we shall know, notice that, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. So there is going to be a very clear uh, unveiling of even ourselves when he appears. And verse 3 says, and every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Hallelujah. The whole expectation that we are going to meet the great I am face to face, one of these days very soon, causes us to be uh, stirred up to purify ourselves, to set ourselves apart, to make us uh, ready for the one who called us before time began, who knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Hallelujah. The great I Am, who sent messengers unto us. Hallelujah. So that we would not be without revelation. We would not be without understanding and be uh, swallowed up by ignorance and destruction. Praise God. So the more people are expecting the, the arrival of the Lord Jesus soon... That hope is a purifying hope. And that is the main thing about the present time in which we live, that uh, not too many people know that He is coming very soon. And so they are not uh, set apart for that arrival. And they are not purifying themselves even as He is pure. Notice that the comparison is with Him and not just with others around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On Wednesdays, we have the ability to look in further detail into such things um, and go fulfilling the purpose of God for our lives. This is our hope. This is our belief that these kind of thoughts will stir us up to be prepared to meet him, the one who sent to us, the one who is going to embrace us and welcome us to the everlasting, eternal realms. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse two and three out of one John three in Kannada also
1: Priyare Navu Iga Devara Putragi Deve Munde Navu E Adu Innu Prateksha Vagalilla Atanu Prateksha Nadaga Nau Atana Hagiru Vivendu Balevu Yakan Dare Nau Atananu Ataniruva Prakarave no Du Atanali Mirikshe Nu Iptiruva Pratyobanu Atanu Shuddha Nagiruvante Tananu Shuddha Madikuluttane.
0: Hallelujah. So, if someone is wondering why, you know, why do we have to be set apart and be different from others? And it's because he's coming and he's the one that we're going to meet and we expect it to be as he is. Hallelujah. That's a high place, to be as pure as he is pure. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. And therefore, (laughs) there's some work to do. Glory to God and the washing of the water of the Word is definitely going to be vital. The precious Holy Spirit will also help us as He guides us into that whole experience to hear and receive from God what He sends to us. Amen? And so let's be aware of this and cautious that this is our target to be even as He is pure. Hallelujah. And that Knowing that He's coming soon is going to stir us up to be like Him. So He's the example. We are not comparing with others. And therefore our wisdom is not this uh, fallen world's kind of wisdom that is always comparing, envying, and in strife with others. But this is comparing with Him, trying to be as He is, even as He is. Can you see that? So... Immediately, we are not looking outside at others and comparing with others, but we are considering Him. We are looking on the inside. We are considering the Word and the development of thoughts and targets uh, in our deep imaginations and thoughts. Hallelujah. This is our hope. This is what we are expecting. Hallelujah. This is what we are fondly looking forward to. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in light of these kind of thoughts, let's uh, look at some of these truths that Jesus himself taught, which will help us. Notice Luke 14 and uh, scriptures there. We had the opportunity of looking at some of that earlier on. But in Luke 14, he said in verse 16, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. So there's a parable there, you know, a certain man. 17, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that we're bidden, come, for all things are now ready. So there was uh, a guest list and a servant was sent to them to invite all of those who were on that list, that all things are now ready. Verse 18 continues, and they all with one consent, as though they had agreed with each other, interesting, Uh, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, uh, have me excused. Uh, 19 says, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused excused. Very um, uh, well-mannered, cultured people, I pray thee, have me excused. Verse 20, and another said, uh, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. He was quite blatant about it. Um, just, I just cannot come because I married a wife. Hallelujah. So you have here some very um, touching uh, and very uh, pertinent or relevant um, reasons for not coming for that uh, supper to which they were originally invited, a piece of ground uh, that needed to be seen, and uh, another yoke of oxen, he had to prove them. Another married a wife, therefore he could not come. 21, so that servant came and showed his lord these things, then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Notice that uh, the person in this story or parable was not saying, Oh, that's so, it's okay, it doesn't matter, let's just be merry, hallelujah. But he got angry. Did you notice that? He had prepared a meal, and the invited guests gave excuses about not coming, and so he became angry. Hallelujah. That's an interesting thought there, that God would even bring that up. Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind, and the servant. Notice that, said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways, hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went uh, great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If Any man come to me, and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Very interesting. So this uh, 26th verse gives us an idea that whatever was being said there was actually very important to those who were supposed to be his disciples. Can you see that the context became one about being his disciple? And um, we cannot therefore just relegate this or point this parable away from the church and the believer to going out and uh, just winning souls. Praise God. So there is an aspect of being a disciple also, Uh, which is in this story, hallelujah, in this parable. Praise God, sounds very hard. And the next verse continues and Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. He said, just cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower and about counting the costs and, you know, all of those things, hallelujah. And he takes another example about that and continues to talk. Uh, Verse 33, So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Then he goes on, Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the downhill, but men cast it out. Hmm. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. So you can see there's a whole uh, strong uh, right there, you know, all the way. But this is Jesus talking uh, very basically to disciples and the whole process of being a close follower of the Lord Jesus. And some things are plain. In other words, according to this uh, story here, those who were rich would not be able to come. Those who were, you know, enjoying the benefits of their wealth would give an excuse and would not come. So those who would come to eat would be the poor, uh, the underprivileged, if you could see, because they could not afford to marry, they could not afford to buy land or oxen or any of those things, so they would come to the house. But then, have you ever thought about this excuse, that maybe the guy would now come, begin to feed, and then he would prosper and do well, and then he would give an excuse and say, well, now I have stuff, so I'm not coming. Hallelujah. All of these things are possible. So, um, you know, you could see all of that in his... uh, Church, in the body of Christ, all of these operations are there. And I don't think that it makes him very happy, praise God, to say the least. Hallelujah. Um, let's see if we can read some of this also in Canada. Verse 15, um, all the way, oh no, verse 16 rather. Uh, Luke fourteen sixteen, 16, uh, all the way down to um, maybe...
1: Twenty three Aga ಅವನಿಗೆ Avanige, Oban of the Manushinu Unduda, Autana Madisi, and Acre and the Samayavada, Kareel, Patavarige, Avano, Illavu Sidavagi, Baniri, Indu, Hiruva, ಆದರ awaril lalu unde mana asin inda neva headal alarm bisi modalane evanu awanige. Nannu undu tundu bumi anu kondu kondi dene. Hogi adanu nodaudu awasya wagide. Nannanu kshamisa be kendu inannu andanu. Inovbanu, nanu obbandanu ಮದುವೆ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಂಡಿದ್ದೇನೆ kondik dene, adakoskara nanu bara larenu andanu. Ki ge a sevakanu bandu tanna yajamananige, i vishayagaranu tulisidanu. Aga a mane yajamananu koppagundu tanna sevakanige, nino begane pattenada biddigili gu, sandugili hogi Aga a Seva Kano, Odeane, Nino Apane Kotante Madid Daytu, Inus Taravade andanu. Aga yaja mananu Seva Kanigh, Ninu Bidigarigu Beligara Badigu, Horatuvugi Nana Mane Tumbikur Luvante Baralu Avaranu Balavanta Madu.
0: Amen. So you can see here that all of these are referred to as excuses, and um I believe that the reason why these excuses are made is Not because they prospered or did not have. It's because God was not real to them right then. The fact that he was coming and the whole scene was going to be shut and another completely different system was going to start did not actually have a bearing on their minds or their future plans. It was not just real to them. It was just some kind of history. And uh, it did not have a present tense power on their lives. So all of these other excuses were being made. And so just imagine the poor underprivileged guy who now comes and sits there and eats the meal and because of the nourishment of that meal begins to receive privileges and benefits and then eventually because he is from that kind of uh, hedges and highways and byways kind of existence... And he came in to start feeding in the house and off that wonderful table. Others may not be happy about that also, that he just came from the highways. He's from off the street somewhere, just living, you know, there. And so they also are not coming because the crowd has changed. Uh, Underprivileged people are just filling the place. But they don't look at the reason why all of these things are happening. Because the so-called ones who had the privilege have now become satisfied and have used that as an excuse to not come. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Praise the Lord. So that is why uh, prosperity is not for foolish people. The fool says in his heart there is no God. That is what the fool is defined as or who the fool is defined as. The person who does not maintain the idea that God is real, God is coming, Jesus is coming soon, I'm going to see him face to face and I need to be ready to meet him. That person has become more and more foolish or clouded in his judgment and his thinking is not up to the mark. Hallelujah. Notice how 33 continued, Likewise whosoever he be of you that forsake it not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. So there is a tendency for one to grasp onto things uh, and hold on to them, and it will affect the discipleship, and you must be ready to drop them just like that. Isn't that interesting? Salt is good becomes the next theme. And so all of this has to do with the savor or the flavor of salt, that you maintain that all the time, that you do not change as conditions change in your life or our, my life, in our life, hallelujah, that we are always ready to still drop things for the great supper of the Lord that we are going to see very soon, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God. Let's hear 33 all the way to 35 also in Canada.
1: Other Nimali, ಬಿಟ್ಟುಬಿಡದಿದ್ದರೆ ಅವನು Ruth, and a Giruvagal and Nella, Bitubida did ledu, Adare Uputana Ruchi, and no Kaledukondare, in the Glory to God. So just imagine the
0: guy just from off the street, some hedge and byway, he just had a plastic tarpaulin thing over the hedges, and he was living there. But then he came, the church and the feeding program, and the word was wonderful, and he joined up, and he began to receive benefits, and eventually he gets a job, and he begins to do well, and then he slowly starts to say that I I had to be Uh, You know, I had to take care of my weight. I I put on weight, so I started going to the gym, and so I couldn't come. Well, that's cool. Say amen. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) But these are realities, and uh, praise God. It's kind of painful. It made this host angry, and... um, I guess if you're involved in the story, and if, it, if it's really personal to you, it can cause certain emotions to rise up. And then he immediately starts talking about how that salt is not even good for the dunghill. That's not a very happy note, if you notice. Uh, it's now becoming dunghill, poo, and all of that. He says it's not even fit for flushing. So if a person does not maintain this Uh, continual thought pattern and attitude and be stirred up again and again to that banquet table that the Lord provides, um, it may not maintain that standard which he's expecting and may not be very exciting in in his presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. In fact, you know, you can see how he's talking here. And um, all of these things are amazing how the Lord speaks. Praise God. Did you hear uh, 33 to 35 in Canada? Amen. Glory to God. So like I said, Wednesdays are the only time we have some space to look at all of these kind of things um, because we are looking a little deeper and we don't have too many faces to check whether the graphs are low or high. We can just continue with the message uh, whether people like it or not. Because, uh, you know, as the child reacts to the feeding, so the parents are also affected. But uh, when the child is uh, online, and the spoon is also online, it's okay. Praise God, you know. Unless you have a Zoom experience with the child, you do not know how that food was. But it's out there, and uh, whosoever will, you know, we can (laughs) prepare for the soon coming of the Lord, and he's coming soon. Hallelujah. Now, just to make sure it's not isolated, he mentions the same thing in Matthew, the 10th chapter, um, which, you know, uh, praise God, if you've been with us for any length of time, you would have heard more from the Matthew side. Matthew 10 says, uh, I used to maybe talk about such things. For instance, 36, a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Um, Very interesting how that works out. People would not like that, but um, that's where your enemies are not going to be in the bar and in the, you know, joints out there, dark dives or whatever. Jesus said your enemies will be in the, the household, probably in the church itself. And you know, among your relatives and close people. Uh, Note of caution. Amen. Then he continues, He that loveth father, why do you think he now brings that? He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. After talking about a man's foes being very possibly, according to what he said, I mean, I didn't say this, I'm just listening to his wisdom, that a person's enemies could be uh, hostile, opposing people, uh, you know, people that are against you shall be those of the household, you know, your own household. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. And after that he says, he that loves father or mother more than me and then he that loves sons or daughter son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me so he says anyway these people are most likely going to oppose you at some point or the other praise god so don't give them numero uno or the first place don't give them the first place give jesus the first place hallelujah How many people give Jesus first place? I didn't come because my father. I didn't come because my son, because my daughter, my my relative, blah, 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 blah. And the list goes on. Like I said, we can't say this on Sunday. It may cause a bit of choking hazards. Like, (coughs) I'm drinking water right now. Vellum, kudichipoi. And then 38, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me, is not worthy of me. See, he comes along with this worthy, worthy, worthy. What do you mean worthy? That means uh, after weighing something, finding its value. It's about value. He is not uh, valued equal to Jesus. So Jesus gave up everything, is what he's saying. Gave up his father, gave up everything to save us. His relationship with his father, his brethren, he said, who's my brother? He made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, humbled himself unto death, even the death of the cross. 38 says, he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Isn't that interesting? He that findeth his life shall lose it. He that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. So you have to consider that these verses are true, just as any other verse that Jesus says. Hallelujah. And he is now relevant, praise God, more than ever before in these perilous times. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there could be a tendency to hold dearly to life apart from Jesus. But if you have to lose it for Jesus, he said, that is a worthy loss. That is uh, accounted as, you know, wealth. That is precious. That is treasure. Then he talks in verse 40, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. He that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Who should I say sent me? Amen. Can you see that? So Moses was coming as a messenger for the I am. And here the messenger of the I am is also Jesus and those that he's sending. Hallelujah. Jesus is still I am. When they came to take him in the garden, he said, whom seekest thou? He said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. King James adds all of that. But he basically said, I am. And, you know, the power of that name was unveiled there. And they fell back. And finally he had to submit and you know, say, okay, take me. So he that receives you receives me. He that receives me receives him that sent me. And that means his father, the great I am, and him I am, hallelujah, the Lord Jesus himself and those that he sent. It goes in that kind of line. And the treatment and reception that the messenger receives is the same Uh, applied to the one who sent them, or the great I Am. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous righteous man's uh, reward. And whosoever shall give Uh, to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Notice that from here it goes towards the benefits. There is always benefits in going God's way. And uh, there are rewards connected to this. There is, uh, you know, a constant reminder that there are benefits. And we are supposed to expect the benefits, but... Expect them God's way and maintain that same fervor uh, so that we can do it in a worthy manner. Hallelujah. Let's also hear these kind of verses 36 all the way to 42 in Kannada. <inaudible>
1: ನಗಿಂತ ಹೆಚ್ಚಾಿ ಂದ ಯನನಾಗಿ ತಾಯ ನಗಳಿ ಪರೀತಿ ಮಾಡುವನು ನಗ ೋ್ ನಲ್ಲ ತ್ತು ಮನ ನನಾಗಲಿ ಮಡನ್ನಗಳಿ ಹೆಚ್ಚಾಗಿ ಪ್ರತ ಮಾಡುವನು ನಗ ೋ್ಗ ನಲ್ಲ. ತನ್ ಶಿಲುಭೆ ನ್ನು ತೆಗದ ಕೊಳ್ಲದ ನ್ನ್ನು ಹಂಬಾಲಿಸವನ ನಗೆ ಯೋಗ್ ನಲ್ಲ ತನ್ ಪರಾಣವನ್ನು ಕಂಡುಕೊಳ್ಳುವನು ಅನ್ನು ಕಡಕಳ್ಳುವನು ನ್ Nimman no Angika Sikol ಮತ್ತು nan no angika risikoll Luttane, mattu ಹೆಸರಿನಲ್ಲ no angika risikul ಪರತಿಫಲವನ್ನು nan ನೀತಿವಂತನ karhisidatana nano angika sikoll Luttane. Pravadiya Yava Nadu Chikavarada Nadaru Avanutana Nanu Praise the Lord. These
0: thoughts are still there. Jesus has not changed. He is pertinent or uh, he is very relevant to us right now, all of these truths, particularly now, and we hold fast to them. Notice in Second Thessalonians, there's a prayer to walk worthy of the Lord. See, all this brings a pressure on us to now pray to be uh, constantly walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. This is the action of it. This is the wisdom of God's Word kept in our heart causing us to behave in a certain way, so we pray such prayers. Notice how the 10th verse says, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So the relevance to the fact that he's coming, and we're going to see him, verse 11, wherefore always we pray, also rather we pray always for you, That our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful prayer. Oh, how we need to pray that prayer. How we need that for ourselves. That we will be found and counted worthy of the call that he has upon our lives before time began. To fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, the work of faith with power. That by the grace of God, the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified in us and we be glorified in him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amazing prayer there. Let's read Second Thessalonians one10 to uh, Twelve also in Canada.
1: Adinadali, Athanutana, Parishuddarali, Mahime Hunduanteu, Nambuva Varella Rali, Mechike Hunduanteu, Baruanu, Yakandare the Re Nivu, Nama Sakshi Nambidiri. Higiruva the Rinda, Yava, Galu, Nimagoskara, Pratane, Madi, Ikareu, Vike, Devaru, Nimanu, Yogirendu, Enisu, Anteu, Tana, or Lathana, the old lace, and Tosha, and Nu, Matu, Baladinda, the Nambike, Karevan, Nupura,
0: Praise God. Hallelujah. Now we can turn into more explosive stuff like the book of Jude. Jude happened to be the Lord's half-brother. And um, during the time on the earth... He was among the others in the family who did not believe in him. But eventually he became so convinced about who the Lord Jesus was that he did not really even just introduce himself uh, with any pomp, but just said, I'm a servant of Jesus and a brother of James. So he was now latching on to uh, those kind of connections. And he said to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Notice who he's talking to. The preserved ones, the called ones, the sanctified ones. Why do you have to talk to sanctified ones? Why do you have to talk to preserved people? They're preserved. I mean, that means they're preserved. They're kept, you know, Uh huh. in Jesus Christ. And even they're called. Why do you have to uh, speak like this to them? You know, as you read, you'll find out that it's pretty strong stuff, but spoken to the chosen, the called, the preserved, to those who are, in quote sort of insured and kept in Christ. Hallelujah. You can see that he started off in a very happy note about love and mercy and peace, multiplied. And he was going to talk, in verse 3, he says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. He said he was just going to talk about common salvation. Then he had a spanner in the work somewhere. (laughs) He said, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So there was something that came up as he was wanting to just write about the benefits of common salvation. He found out that The original faith and the original way that people believed had changed. And so he had to get involved to panel, beat it back into shape. And that it involves a fight. Hallelujah. The fight is between the two ears. Remember, verse 4, for there are certain men crept in unawares, praise God, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Of course, we are living in the age of grace, but you can now use it as an excuse for various reasons. And eventually, it causes one to even deny and fall away from the Lord. Isn't that interesting? So to just stand and continue, even as the preserved, he begins to talk to us with caution, with a hint of caution. He says in verse 5, I will therefore put you in remembrance. Though you once knew this, you once knew this, I would like to remind you. It's the reminding of these things. That's why even though uh, speaking the truth can make you an enemy, and even though your foes can be those in your own household, you still have to velumb for the household. Hallelujah. You still have to offer that menu for the household. They may not like it because it is true, and truth is not always convenient. In fact, it's more inconvenient than convenient. Hallelujah. So he said, I will still put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, so it's possible to know it at one time and then let it go because we're not hearing it. How that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Whoa. Does this have anything to do with the preserved? With the called? Why should he talk about these kind of things? Why should you say all that and spoil the grace message of God? This is the age of grace. I dare say he wanted to remind us of these things. It's worth reminding. It's still I am. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? It's still I am's day. I am is still here. It's not I was and I will be. Praise God, it's still now. And the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. He said even angels are going to face the music. Then it brings out cities, whole towns, whole, you know, habitations, Sodom, Gomorrah, cities about them in like manner, you see, giving themselves over to this whole fornication, strange flesh, example of the vengeance of eternal fire. Why do you bring up all that to the church, the the chosen ones, the saved ones? The preserved in Christ, the one to whom grace and peace must be multiplied because this has to be the reason. The grace and the peace multiplied towards us is to be able to look at it all and see clearly what's it all for. It's because I'm I'm going to see him one of these days. I'm coming face to face with the great I am and I have to be like him. Not like anybody else, which is just an excuse. Hallelujah. He did this, they did that, they didn't do this. Even this guy didn't do it. These are all excuses. Have you heard of excuses like, uh, you know, Timothy drank a little wine for his stomach. So they can say, well, I don't drink wine, but you can have stomach problems. That's an excuse. Have you heard of the excuse... You know, in the last days, because of perilous times, children will be disobedient to parents. So let's just fulfill that prophecy and let our children do whatever they want. No, you don't have to fulfill that prophecy. Of course, the atmosphere is one that would like to, you know, drive children to do whatever they want and disobey their parents. But our business is to be stirred up in our faith and pray for them and try to instruct them as to the positive aspect of being as he is because he's coming soon. And we are called and we are chosen. We are in the grace of God. Hallelujah. So excuses can abound. Oh, the last days, you know, all these things will happen. So, do you want to fulfill that in your life? No. We want to stay with the truth. We want to become more and more as he is. So our target is to become like Jesus, not to compare with somebody else and somebody else's family and what they did not do about their parents and what they did for their family, etc., etc. God knows all about family. He said we must honor our parents in the Lord. So this bracket or this... uh, boundary of being in the lord is what we're talking about there are there are honor boundaries where you honor him above all of the rest seek ye first the kingdom of god not because of my children because of my family because of this and that and the other that's the world and their way of being nice but we who are chosen separated called kept in the lord are being Hinted on concerning these thoughts so that we will not fall away from our common salvation. That we will not despise our common salvation and treat it lightly and begin to dishonor the great I am. Hallelujah. And he goes on about, you know, uh, not receiving authorities properly and how, you know, they became as natural brute beasts. You know, remember last week we talked about the brute beast mentality that the church can slowly start chomping on people and biting each other for little things and eventually become like brute beasts. You can just become quite animal even though you are in the church. Verse 11, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and have ran greedily. After the error of Balaam for reward. (coughs) Mild cough there. For reward. Nothing wrong with rewards. Amen. But they ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. God wants us to get rewards, but according to the word of God, in the confines and boundaries of God's word, by faith. Here they ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Kor or Korah. Hallelujah. Notice how it continues. These are spots in your feasts of charity or your communion table. The communion table was a big meal back then. They are spots, blemishes, while they eat with you, when they feast with you. Feeding themselves without fear. No honor there. Then they eat that meal. Without clarifying issues with the Lord. They just eat with you. They are all at the communion table. Without reverence, without fear. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is our treasure. In fact, they are boldly sitting there and eating. Clouds they are without water. Carried about with winds. Trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Man, have you seen so many explanations for a certain condition? Raging waves of the sea, forming out their own shame. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Man, it just gets murkier and darker and darker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. To execute judgment and so on. Verse 16, these are murmurers, complainers. Hallelujah. The word complainer there is supposed to mean somebody is complaining of one's fate. Their own lot. See, this is what I got. This is my fate. Very discontented. Yeah, this is the hand that was dealt unto me. Yendo parayana ende <inaudible> jividam murmurers and complainers, walking after their own lusts. Their mouth speaketh great swelling words. At the same time, they have a character of speaking great swelling words. Notice, having men's person in admiration because of advantage. Again, reward. You know, advantage and profit. So they know how to lift up certain people and polish their shoes with good words Uh, Because they're going to get an advantage. All this is where? In the street, in the casino, in Nevada, in Reno. Where? Where is this? This is in the church. Around the communion table, these are the characters that are being talked about. Did you know that the communion table could have all of that going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Verse 18, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who would walk after their own ungodly lust. They be who separate themselves, sensual. You see that wisdom that's from the world, having not the spirit. So all of these possibilities are there to slowly veer off and go with natural, uh, sensual wisdom, uh, feeling based and say, Anyway, I'm getting my reward. I don't care how I get it. I'm just going to go get it. Even I have to run greedily down the road after Balaam and be like Cain who uh, murdered his brother because of an offering being accepted by God, a better offering, because it was done by faith and because he trusted in Jesus, faith in Jesus. He gave his heart and everything he had to Jesus. And so God just signified that he enjoyed that offering. So he had to go and and kill that brother. And they're all in the same gang. Kill the brother guy, plus complainer guy, plus running greedily after guy, plus core guy. Who's the core guy? Who's the core of the matter? This is the guy who stood against Moses. Stood against authority. Very interesting story there, but... Man, this is a whole, whole slew of things. But notice it comes to us. But you, beloved, verse 20, building up yourselves woo, in the Holy Ghost gym. In the Holy Ghost gym. In your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. How come today... There's so many gyms everywhere, and there's so many pictures of people with muscles everywhere. Back in those days, you had to go look for a magazine like, you know, um, Flex or Iron Man or something like that, you know, or, you know, Gold Gym, you know, Gold's Gym or something like that. Today, you don't have to. You're just everywhere. What has happened? Everything has become sensual. You can get this body. Why should you get this body? Because this is the body you need to get. This is it, man. You get this body. You got it, man. (laughs) You just got it. You got that. You got it, man. You got it. But what about Jesus? Ah, (laughs) I don't know. You can just, I don't know, figure that out yourself. You know, hey, but you can get this body. Hallelujah. What has happened over the ages? The sensual has become more promoted. Promoted. And by scientific studies, with all our gyms, with all of our special organic blah, blah, blah lifestyle, people die quicker now than those days when they had no gyms, when they smoked packet after packet of BDs and just ate you know, capacity and went on like that. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> what has happened? There's something that has taken the mind. Something that has taken the thinking and alienated it from the life of God. Hallelujah. The simple truths have been, uh, you know, moved out. And other things have come in their place. Praise God. Wow, there's a lot to read. Let's see if we can grab a verse or two in Canada also. Let's start in um, verse 1 and then jump to verse 3.
1: Yesu क्रिस्थन दासनु याकोबन सहो दरनु आगिरुव यूदनु तंडेयाद देवरिंद परिशुद्ध राध वरिगू एसु कापाडल पट्ट वरिगू all right, let's hear a Nimage, Sari, Notice verse five. Nivu Tilidavaragi Nano Sutene Desha Dolaginda Taruaya Varano Praise God,
0: let's see uh, verse ten also how that this can eventually lead to the beast kind of life.
1: Oh, one great sportsman I, I noticed the other
0: day He is, was like a decathlon champion an amazing guy i mean just champion you know, and then suddenly one day he just walked a little differently, and he thought he should become a woman. You know, just because you slipped and you, you know, kind of walked oh! and you said something kind of that sounded female doesn't mean you have to go change. He just went and changed himself and became a woman. Meanwhile, he had married a couple of times and had many grandchildren even. And now he's sitting with his grandchild on the lap and talking to them. And they're looking at her, her or him and wondering, Now this is my grandma or this is my grandpa. What happened? What happened? The same things that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Where they could not tell, you know, what, what is strange flesh and what is real flesh. What is the real thinking? What's the wrong thinking? Hallelujah. They're back. All that is here in this age, in this time. And today, you know, he was among the pioneers who changed himself like that. I'd never heard of him before, but I was shocked to see. And, um, you know, today's normal. You know, there's guys, there's girls. They don't know who they are anymore. And their website's just for them. And TikTok addresses just for them. And TikTok, TikTok. Time is going, Jesus is coming, face-to-face, judgment's coming, etc., etc., tick-tock, tick-tock, hallelujah. So you and I are the only ones who can choose to still read and talk about such things. Or we can just move this out of the sight and talk about excuses and being light on the, in the loafer and being light on all of these things. Hallelujah. Amen. But um, that's not the kind of Jesus that these people are talking about. Not the kind of Jesus that Jesus himself talked about. He said, if he is not the most important thing, then the worth of that life is not enough. You are not precious enough in your lifestyle. That life is not lived out properly. We need to pray again and again. Hallelujah
1: let's hear verse 11 also in Kannada praise god i imagine that you know one of the
0: Conditions and people put in there was a guy whose donkey had to speak to him. Wow. That means you went down to the level of the donkey and, you know, the donkey has to wake you up. Hello. Hey, man, you missed it big time. I'm your donkey, but I'm telling you, you missed it. What's God saying here by reminding us of that thought? He's saying, Do you want to wait until the animals tell you, hey, you guys are supposed to be humans. You're supposed to be higher. We are animals. You're missing it. You're acting worse than us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Korah's story is a very interesting story. I don't know if you want to go into it right now. I don't know, but That man was supposed to be a guy who led a rebellion against uh, the instituted authority of that time and challenged the authority of God and said, Moses, you are taking too much authority upon yourself. We are all the same. You know, there are people today who say everybody in the church is the same. We are all the body of Christ. We are all heirs of Christ. We don't have to have any administration and anybody over anybody else. We are just brethren. Well, I'd like you to see how close you are to this three-ganged, infamous gang of people. Very odd group of people there that are being spoken of in terms of woe. Woe, they have gone down that way. Woe unto them, they've gone down that way. So, uh, Moses is very hurt by this rebellion that's come against him. 250 People also gathered with them at that rebellion. And the Bible says that the ground opened to swallow the house of this Korah guy. And everything concerning him, the whole family, swallowed up by the ground. Why do you think such old, Puranic stories should be brought to us today as the church? Come on, give me a break. Why do you want to tell me all that? Because you are the chosen. Because we are the called ones. We are the preserved ones and it is written to us. We are the ones upon whom these times have come. We are living right in the thick of it where they don't know whether they are male or female anymore. All the standards have fallen and they are looking for a standard and our own standards may be getting fudged. The lines are being fudged. People are not able to divide clearly. So we have to keep saying these things. We don't want to perish. We don't want to be destroyed. We don't want to run greedily. We don't want to stand against God's chosen ones. Not every authority that God chooses uh, is going to stand properly. But there are some people, if you stand against them, you're going to get into trouble. If you stand against them, you will definitely suffer for it. So keep that in mind. You, you know Others you could call them and act with them like chumchas. But there are some that if you stand against them, there could be some serious consequences. That's what he's trying to bring to us. That the one who was sent by the Lord, the way you treat him is the way you treat the Lord. And so it all goes back to the great I Am. And he can be very present tense, and you may not understand it, but you have to just embrace it because it is written. That that was a wrong way of going. That you shouldn't trample in that area when it comes to uh, using words or, you know, thoughts. Don't touch it in your thoughts even. Just let it be. They are God's people. God has chosen them. God will deal with them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. So our tongues cannot just be given to murmuring, complaining, sensuality. You know, we should should attack that in the thought realm itself. This is my lot, you know. We cannot just be plotting our whole plans, you know, apart from God's plan. Having our targets, having our reward systems, and not factoring... The fact that God said, if you're not willing to drop it all, you're not worthy of him. You may have to lose it all. You may have to drop it all. What will happen if that were true? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Verse 19. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. So it's possible to separate oneself. Say, no, 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 I'm not all that. Those guys do crazy things. I'm not among them. Why? Because you are better off. Why? Because you're more sensual. So you don't do these kind of things. You don't consider these kind of messages. You don't think these kind of thoughts. Hallelujah. Amen. So, yeah, Jesus will come whenever he wants to come. Yeah, but I got stuff to do, man. So that reality that he's coming is supposed to make us think, wow, he's going to ask me, am I like him? Am I actually as he is? That's what we are concerned about. Hallelujah. And so we purify ourselves. So we take the word and work with it. And we pray certain prayers again and again. Oh God, help me to walk worthy of you. Help me to walk in a manner that is worthy of you, oh Lord. I need your help, Lord. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Seeking God's face. How is my life doing before you, O Lord? How am I going? How is my path? What are my priorities like? O Lord, examining yourself. And then taking the meal. Not joining those spots in the feast. Filthy defilers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. It's all good. If you notice, it's all good. Hallelujah. It's all, all good. Praise God. Notice verse 12 also in Canada.
1: Lankarada Ivaru Prema Tindu Ivaru in the Badisikondu Eradu Sari Beru Sahita How long will
0: be, will we be complaining? How long will we be sad? What are we sad about? Are we sad about Physical things or are we sad about spiritual things and our life before God? What are we worried and bothered about so much that we are murmuring and complaining? Hallelujah. When will this stop? We have to check and see how long am I going to be murmuring and complaining about these things. It's not right. For, for God, these things do, are a big problem. Just speaking again and again. This is my... This is my law. Look at me. Oh, you know, you have to pick yourself at some point and say, "Enough." We're going to go God's way. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's hear verse 16 also in kannada
1: Ivaru gunugutu <laughs> vavaru douru vavaru tamma durashigalannu sarisi nade vavaru agid dare. Ivara baiyu dordda dordda matugalannu aduttade. Ivaru swaprayojanakkagi mukastuti maduttare.
0: Glory to God. And 19 also in Kannada. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Let's jump off to Ephesians 2 for a little spell. Uh, Notice the 10th verse. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. Praise God. So whatever we were in our past background, we are now created in Christ for certain works that he planned for us before time began. And he's going to ask us about those things that we were created for. Did you do this? I want you to do this. I planned for you to do this. Did you do that? That's what is going to happen very soon. We were ordained in Christ Jesus to do certain things. Good works in Christ that were planned for us before time began. How will you know that? Well, you know it from the Word, reading inconvenient scriptures, which remind you of a duty towards Him and to others. Hallelujah. That's what the good works are all about. Hallelujah. Not to get saved, but to get fulfillment And rewards which he wants to give each one of us. The right way. Hallelujah. Amen. That we should walk in them. Walk in that manner is what we're talking about. And can be called a worthy walk. Where you're thinking about the good works God has planned for you. And you're asking for mercy and grace to do that. Hallelujah. Praying in the Holy Ghost to do that. Amen. So the main enemy to all of this is... Somebody called good old flesh, and uh, he's with us until he becomes the body. Hallelujah. Uh, Romans 7, 18 says, In my flesh there is no good thing. What a statement! In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. What? This is the verdict about the flesh nature. Nothing good. So, if we do anything from the flesh... The result equals nothing good. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Can you see where things are going to get burned up? Flames. It's like zero. You did it in the flesh. You did it from fleshly energy. You did it from fleshly thinking, fleshly wisdom. Amen? So we have to make sure that this flesh guy is alienated, separated, removed, classified, and dealt with separately. And what is... What do you do to him? Verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 9, I keep under my body. The only thing you do with him is put him under. Never on top, never at par. Under. I keep under my body. And bring it. Notice that I and it are two different things. It is to be put under. I am the one who puts it under. Hallelujah. I bring it it, my body, into subjection. Why? Lest that by any means there could be a chance, you see, just a chance. Somehow, perhaps, when I have preached to others, Apostle Paul is saying, I myself should be a castaway. He himself would become rejected, worthless. There's the preacher. There's the great Apostle. If he does not handle his flesh, if he does not put his flesh under, he himself could actually become disqualified and dumped on the trash. Isn't that interesting? And the culprit is flesh. Someone needs to take authority over the flesh. Someone needs to take a dominion over the flesh. Understand the flesh properly and put him under. All the emotions, all the feelings, all those desires that are connected to competition, the world, feeling good, all of that, that's the flesh. There's nothing good there. It seems like that's where the good is, but there's nothing good there. Have you noticed that you feel good after you follow the flesh, but if you go and start reading your Bible, you don't feel good? (laughs) That's kind of lopsided. You you read your Bible, you don't feel good. You do the fleshly stuff, you feel good. How odd. So there must be a way that you can feel good from reading the Bible and not feel good when you go after the flesh. We may have to change something. The governing bodies there, the main control systems have to be swapped. And Paul said he himself could be a castaway or could be disqualified and worthless. Hallelujah. So, um, let's hear in Canada, Romans 7, 18 also. And then 1 Corinthians 9, 27.
1: Yaakandare nanalli andare nanna shariradalli Ulley adenu vasavagilla vendu nanage thilidade Ulley adenu maduvadakke no manasundu Adare adenu maduvadu nanindagadu 1 Corinthians 9.27 also.
0: Praise God. Now, let's not misunderstand things here. The body has to be taken care of and holidays are great and gyms are good and eating right is all great. But, They should always be under subjection to the truth that it's all to bow before Jesus. Jesus takes preeminence. The Word takes preeminence. certain ways of thinking are spiritual. Certain ways of thinking are carnal and like mere men. They have uh, no value in God's eyes. It is for your benefit, actually. Hallelujah. And God doesn't mind it. That's why you were given a body. Otherwise, he would have made you just a spirit. The fact that you have a, uh, you know, a mouth with all of those taste buds inside there, in your tongue, and not just a hole that you can throw things into, and it comes out after being, you know, eliminated uh, and digested. No, uh, instead, he said, I want you to have a prosperous journey. See, the journey. Uh, is to be prosperous. While you're passing through, enjoy it. But make sure you're doing it knowing that the great I Am is the one who has sent messengers and has sent you and is going to meet you at the end. And he's going to say, how much have you become like me? Hallelujah. And that's what is important. So, uh, you know, each one of us has to decide how we handle all of these things. And they will never change. They are the same. The word of God is eternal. And some of these things that look like they had no relevance to the church. The age of grace. Are being brought up here uh, as a note to remind us over and over. That this is what happens. This is what flesh can do. This is how flesh can damage and destroy things. Hallelujah. And so we need to keep our Uh, clarity about these things. Amen? Now, having said that, let's jump along to maybe one or two scriptures which will help us. For instance, if we were created onto good works, I think we should start finding out those works and start doing them. Being a disciple, making other disciples, putting the word out there, involved with the church, getting behind the work that you declared That you believe that you are part of it. You begin to get involved with it. You begin to become involved with the plan and purpose that God has for the church. You are the church. You are his people on the earth. Yielding to all of these things has to become your priority. More than just going to the gym and uh, eating the right food. Etc. etc. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. Thank God for gyms. Thank God for lockdowns and masks and all of that. But we've got to do the will of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! I thank God that these messages are so easy. Ha, 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 ha. Acts 15. Notice here, great apostle Paul dealing with the situation. Notice in verse... Um, Maybe verse 36, and some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Now Barnabas has become a team member of uh, Paul's uh, vision or plan in God. And if you read the book, it says uh, somewhere in the fourth chapter, the last verse or so that, Barnabas was someone who had sold his land and given to the apostles, laid it at the apostles' feet. So he was, he was quite a person. I mean, he had valued earthly things as not really important compared to uh, the things of God. Hallelujah. And so he had come into a place of honor and repute, and uh, Paul and him began to work together. And so Paul said, let's go visit the brethren and see how they're doing. Verse 37 continues, And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them, from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. Say the work. Did you notice that? There's something called the work. Hey, <laughs> Praise God. The work. He said, no, 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 this guy, I don't think we should take him. He's not on the level right now because he did not go with us to the work. So in Paul's eyes, the work was very important. But in Barnabas' eyes, his relationship was more important. His family was more important. This guy is related to him. Isn't that interesting? Let's read some of those thoughts. Uh, Praise God. Maybe from Acts 15, 37 and 38.
1: Barnabanu Markan andisi Kulduva Yohana and Nutama Sangara Karedukondu Hogabe Kendu Niddari Sidano. Aadare Paula Nutamondig Kelasake Barade Panfuledinda Tammanu Bitu Hodavana and Nutamondig Karedukondu Hogu Vadu Takka Dala Vendunena Sidano.
0: Glory to God. Hallelujah. Very interesting. So this man uh, actually is related to um, the mentioned person. Notice here in Colossians 4.10, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluted you. Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you have received commandments. If he come unto you, receive him. So this is Marcus or Mark. He's the sister of Barnabas' or the son to Barnabas' sister. So Barnabas and Mark's mother are Brother and sister. So he's like, I I want to take my little nephew with me. And Paul said, nephew or no nephew, if the guy bailed out on the work, I don't want him. That's kind of tough. So you can see that we have all, all these problems. I mean, here we are like everybody else. And there's a nephew and there's a niece and there's a brother and there's a cousin and there's a dad, there's a mother. There's all of this stuff that we have to juggle and deal with and give priority to God and His call upon our lives. And that's why we're being addressed in this book. Because even though we are in Christ and chosen and called, hallelujah, and complete in Him, we still have some work to do. Amen. And to become more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Maybe we can read um Acts 15:37 and
1: 38. <inaudible> Adare Paula Kelasake Barade Tammanu Bitu Hodavana Karedukondu Glory to God and uh,
0: you know they had such a tough time. Let's read Colossians also, Colossians four ten in Kannada. Glory to God. So you could see these you know, family connections and all of that and how Paul viewed the work as being more important than his uh, filial connections, these family connections and the bible continues in acts 15:39 the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other so barnabas took mark and sailed on to cyprus and paul chose silas and departed being commended by the brethren unto the grace of god etc but you notice that this is where paul and barnabas separated and went Different ways, and you don't hear about Barnabas again uh, in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Very interesting. Now, whose side do you want to take? That's up to you. But um, these are the things that happen. Let's hear verse 39 also in Kanata. <inaudible> So this sharp contention, that's pretty interesting, nice English words to say that they had a fight. They had a serious argument. They must have raised their volumes and it was so hard that they decided we cannot work together. You just have to go your way and I'm going my way. This is a man of influence who sold property, his own household property and gave to the gospel. Don't you think you should be careful how you handle such people? Well, it's all in there. Hallelujah. So uh, here we are, you know, pretty much dinner is served and we have to choose what we want to eat. And some stuff is hard to swallow. Some some stuff is not easy to deal with. But it's all available in the menu and the fare. Hallelujah. Glory to God. May God help us. Amen. But thank God, changes are also possible. For this Marcus guy had actually ditched them during the work. And uh, he, when he had gone home to Mama, if you remember, uh, Mary was his mother, not the Lord Jesus Mary, but another Mary who was uh, very important back in those days also uh, in the beginning of the church. Acts 12 says in verse 12 after Peter came out of jail, He went there, says, when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So it was one of those houses, and this is Barnabas' own sister, and Peter would be there, and everybody would be gathered, and the church was gathered, and that is where this Mark comes from, see? So these are key people, hallelujah, and all of this stuff is going on. Hallelujah. Let's hear Acts 12.12, also in Kannada. And so if Peter would come straight to that house after coming out of a supernatural jail release, must be important to Peter also. So Peter says in 1 Peter 5.13, The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluted you, and so does Marcus, my son. So this boy is most likely his spiritual son also. Peter's, see, so he's very close to upper echelon initial church administration. Very close to the apostles, he's a very spiritual house, but... Hey, everybody has work to do with their flesh. And everybody has to deal with stuff. And, you know, it was taking time. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5.13 also in Canada, please. And one more verse and we will have to pray. Praise God. So... All of this stuff is going on, and uh, this is the church, the chosen ones, see? So you're not going to go out there and find these things. You're going to find it in the church. Later on, uh, the man had changed, made some adjustments with his priorities, and uh, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, uh, from verse 10, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, departed onto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. So the man had gone through some change and become profitable. Amen. Eventually our worth and our profit should be the work. Whatever the Lord has told us to do, we need to get involved with it and find profit there, reward there. Hallelujah, may the Lord help us. Let's hear
1: these two verses as we begin to pray. 2 Timothy 4 10 and 11. <speaking in Hebrew>
0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's thank God. He is worthy of our praise, and may He help us. May He count us worthy of this calling. Fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness in each of our lives, and the work of faith with power. The name of the Lord Jesus be glorified in each one of us. We be glorified in Him according to the grace of our God. and the Lord Jesus. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Help us to put our flesh and our body under to bring it to subjection to the man, the spirit man who is born from above. Ha, ha, ha. We give you praise for our tongues that we will not be murmurers and complainers, devouring others with words, cloaking it and hiding it here and there, but speak words of blessing and edification and be able to Uh, do the plan for which we were created in this day, particularly in this hour, because we're going to meet the great I Am. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you that chains fall away, all kinds of demonic, oppressive things that have ruled over lives fall away in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, so that the people of God can go ahead And do what they were created for. In the name of Jesus. Mindsets that are contrary to the will of God. Fall away in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you mighty Holy Spirit for helping us. You are the one who is working in us. Both to will and do your good pleasure. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Thank you great King. We worship you. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. If you'd like to give, it's a great opportunity. God is faithful. He's the rewarder. And he'll give you in Jesus' name, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He will cause men to give to your bosom in Jesus' name. Amen. You're blessed. Thank you, team. Hallelujah.